right, down to most folks. Red church, come on. Y'all can be seated. Uh, we have some special guests with us this morning. Uh, I've invited the folks who, all the students that went to Dynamos this past weekend to come up and we're going to talk some about what happened on that weekend because it was significant enough that I think it's worth bringing before the congregation. So I've asked them to bring their chairs so, uh, so that they can be at ease and sit. Wow, there's a lot of you. That's awesome. Scoot over a little bit, make some extra room. Keep on going. Scoot over a little bit more. Go ahead and scoot over a little bit more. Go ahead. Over that way. Yes, that way. That's good. Excellent. Good. And I'm getting out this, oh, media people, so that we have. Great. It's good. All right. Um, First of all, congregation, how many of you are wondering what Dynamos is? A few of you? That's good. Because my first question is, so what's Dynamos? Can you explain it to these folks? What's Dynamos and what's it about? Who'd like to go? And intro- even before we do that, how about if we just go down the line and introduce who you are? Do our names are age, where we go to church, where we're from. <laughs> how, how, how about your name and your age, okay. whether or not you were on staff or a candidate. Okay. Team. Team yeah. or a candidate. Name, you know, grade. Okay. Team or candidate. And if you're on team, what you did. Okay. All right. Okay. Do you want to start, start at the end? Okay. Hi, I was allowed. I'm Christian Russo. I'm 18. I was on team as head fetchum in school. Uh, senior, I guess. Yeah. I'm Kai again. I'm 17. I was a candidate at Dynamos. It was amazing. And I'm a sophomore. Beautiful. Okay, I'm Elizabeth. I am a senior, and I was rector for the weekend. Hey, I'm Gracie. I'm 17, and I was a group leader on the weekend. I'm Leah. I'm in the 10th grade, and I was a prayer fetchum. I'm Philip. I'm 16, and I was a regular fetchum and dynamos. I'm Sean. I'm 17, and I was a group fetchum. I'm E.T. I'm a junior, and I was a candidate. Wonderful. Good. Pass that back down to Elizabeth. So, Elizabeth, as I recall, the question on the table is, so what is Dynamos? Can you explain this? Yeah, I always explain Dynamos to people as it's a Christian retreat weekend for high schoolers by high schoolers. So that means high schoolers come for the first time and hear talks given by high schoolers, worship led by their peers, high schoolers, and the whole weekend is run by high schoolers. For high schoolers. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and focus in again on, on what is this about? What, what's the whole purpose of Dynamos as you see it? Um, we teach, like as team, we teach the candidates about who Jesus is and how one of the talks is how you can walk with Jesus and what that means. And um, the weekend is... 
organized in a way where it almost mimics the life of Jesus um, and how like we have we only have one meal with the candidates so we make that special and uh, we do a cross talk and we learn about what Jesus did for us on the cross and the whole weekend is about teaching candidates about who Jesus is and how he lived his life. Very good. Does anybody want to add anything to that? or? Good, good, good job. Okay, those of you who were on team, yeah, the only way you can be on team is you go through it as a candidate, then you can apply to come back and, and work it, right? We, a lot of work goes into putting on the dynamos. Uh, and, and by the way, while there are adults on the weekend, these guys are the ones shouldering the load. They're the ones that are actually doing the work. The adults are there kind of because we have to be. But we're not doing the work. These guys are doing the work. So would you tell us, I mean, you've told us the title of what you did, but would you give us an idea of what it is that you did if you were on team? Like what is a fetch em, you know, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'll do that. Um so I was the head fetchum, which means I was kind of in charge of all the other fetchums and like telling them how to serve people and fetch um stuff, because that's what it means. <laughs> so um, leading up to the weekend, it's a lot of prayer. Like that's a, most of the work is prayer. Um, praying for the candidates that are on the weekend and why they're coming, and praying that they have you know that they prepare their hearts and. Um, it's a lot of work, as in you have to get this together. You got to get the schedule going. You have to meet up with the other team members, and kind of have your hearts ready, basically, for the weekend. Um, and then, what, what was the question for on the weekend? No, Is just it, I think you're doing a great job. You're telling what your job does. Okay. So you did that. Yeah. So. Huh? What do you do at team meeting? I don't remember. <laughs> um. We prayed a lot, and we kind of went over. It was like a mini weekend, like in one night. Yeah. Yeah, team meeting. Oh, team meeting. I'm talking about team meeting, which was like two weeks before Dynamos. It was like a mini Dynamos for a team where we got together, we prayed, we ate, we um, went over the schedule, and we prayed for each other. And we kind of prepared our hearts for the next day, which we went over the entire schedule again, which was pretty fun. <laughs> no. Good. And um, so, yeah. Good. Yeah. Pass it down. Who had a different job? Elizabeth, you had a different job. I did have a different job. I was a rector for the weekend, which means I was... Uh, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I was kind of the head honcho for the weekend. I... Um, I had the opportunity of choosing our theme song, our theme verse um, that we would be looking at all weekend and singing all weekend. Um, leading up to the weekend, I had a lot of, uh, my main role was to do the little things that nobody else really thinks about, like um, put all the candidates into small groups and figure out which cabins they're going to be in. We have, uh, for our small groups, we have names. Uh, this time it was like Daniel and Job, and it went along with our theme verse. And so I had to choose those. Um, so a lot of what I did was, along with the prayer for 
my team and for the candidates, I did a lot of the little stuff, and I organized things, and Christian really helped with that as head fetcher. Good. Who else had a different job? I did. <laughs> okay, I was a group leader. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I have to explain so far. Um, so the candidates, when they come, they get the opportunity to be, like, separated into smaller groups. They can get to know each other a little bit better. And we also talked about, um, like, talks. Like, the weekend is based around talks that people on team give. So it could be, like, a love talk or, like, stuff about walking with Christ. And so there's different categories that they talk about. And then after the talk, we separate into our groups. And in my case, I had three girls. So it was, like, a little girl group where we were able to, like, debrief the talk and discuss and, like, be able to see how it actually applied to their lives. And they can relate this back and to, like, what's going on in their life instead of just hearing this information not being able to apply it to what they're experiencing. And um, it was a really awesome experience because instead of just being on team and seeing all these, like, candidates, I actually was able to get to know three of them really well and get to know, like, the depths of their personality and things that they're actually experiencing in their lives that you don't really get to see unless you're in that small group with them. And, yeah, that's it. It was really awesome. Yeah. You had a different job. Um, I was a prayer fetchroom on the weekend, which meant I was mainly behind the scenes praying for the candidates and for team. Um, as the team members, they would be giving their talks. I was in the back. I was praying for them. I was um, asking that God would just touch the candidates' hearts and that they continue to pull. And that's mainly what I did. <laughs> I was um, a regular fetchum over the weekend, which is just like she said, behind the scenes. But instead of praying for people, I helped build everything up and take everything down. And like, if anyone needed any help, I would go over to them. And if a candidate ever needed anything, I would just help them. And that was basically my job over the weekend. I mean, I basically, I I did the same thing Philip here did. Um, I was a group fetchum, so. Gracie was my group leader, and uh, I just got candy, water for the candidates, anything they needed, really. So, yeah. Good. All right. So next question is, I, I think the intent of this weekend is not just that it's talking about Jesus, but the hope is this is an encounter with him, that somehow there's this interaction with the living God on the weekend. Now, did that happen, do you think? Here's the question. How do you know? What did you see? What was God up to on this weekend? Open question to y'all. Okay. I know because I've been on it like uh, six-ish times, something like that. And every single time it's different, and every single time you feel God in your heart. Like, you know he's there. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but you know he's there working. Um, you see candidates show up, and they don't want to be there at all. They're like, what is this place? I have no idea what it is. I don't want to be here. And then they don't want to leave after, like, 48 hours when they have to go home. Um, you see people who have no idea who, you know, they are, and complete strangers become best friends for life. Um it's really hard to explain without, you know, you have to be there to see it. It's just you, God, you can feel him there. Like, he's definitely there. I don't, you know, that's all I can say. Mm-hmm. 
What other response? What did you see? How do you, how do you know that God was there? How did God meet with you or meet with somebody that you, you saw? What happened? Okay. Um, I've also been on a few teams, and there's something like specific you can pull out of each weekend that is really visible, like of God showing up. And something that happened this, this year, or this Dynamos, was one of our moms, Miss Benita Flimmer. Um, I mean, this is her story to tell, but we were there to experience it. Experience, like, an amazing miracle that is something that you don't really see often and things that you don't really know that actually happened, but we were able to witness her be able to regain her hearing in one of her ears that she hasn't been able to hear since she was a late teenager. And she received prayer from other moms that were there and people that were there. And ever since then, she's been fine and she's been able to hear and I saw her yesterday at Walmart (laughs) and she asked me my mom to whisper in her ear and she heard us and so it's literally just like proof that God was there working and I think she's going to come up and give you guys a little more specific story so (laughs) I did but this was just a specific come come on up here if you don't mind I mean since we're talking about you and and you heard it I I just figured I'd, I'd ask if you'd be willing just to share what happened well for one thing this is a community of the, these people, these young kids, are our future. And what they are doing in this ministry of dynamos is unbelievable. To sit back and watch how they just orchestrate the whole thing. And as a mom, uh, we have a bunch of moms and dads that go, and all we do is kind of feed them and love on them and nurture them and sit back and watch what God will do in their lives and, you know, be uh, just there to support them. Um, I believe that what happened on the weekend, I saw a lot of things happen with the kids, especially the candidates, how they just change. And they were right about saying they don't want to leave at the end of the week of the weekend. Um I wasn't expecting what happened um, with our songs today and our readings. I, I, they, they came to mind when I was sitting there, but I just can't. They won't come out to me right now. But they were just so in tune to what happened this weekend and how God is and what he is and what he can do for you. I believe that he manifested himself through someone praying for me because I, I took a fall and I, I fell. Um, which um, has been common that I do fall sometimes quite a bit. (laughs) But I had a community of people there who loved on me and were concerned for me, and a lot of the kids did not know this. They were were busy and behind the scenes, and what happened to me, um, they saw develop over the weekend. Um, So what did happen? A woman was praying for me for healing, and she said that the Lord wanted to, that told her she needed to pray for me. So that kind of started right after the fall. And it was on Friday night. And um, before the candidates had even arrived is when this happened. And I just wholeheartedly felt the Spirit of God just fall on me at that time. And she was just praying for my legs and just for my body not to have any injuries. And so things were fine, and I go about my business, and then the candidates arrive, and they're in their talk with these amazing people, and I'm able to see how the weekend unfolds. 
and I'm in the kitchen being a little bit of hospitality. And uh, <laughs> Kelly and I were just kind of running back and forth and doing things. And this mom who was there, she's from St. Peter's Anglican, and I later found out she has a prayer um, healing ministry. She came into the kitchen through the back door and said, I'm told, God told me I need to pray for you again. And I said, okay. So she started to pray for me, and the spirit fell right all over me. And Don, uh, where are you, Don? I love her. She came right back there. Shh. <laughs> Let me tell you, you don't quiet the Holy Spirit, folks. So when she found out what was going on, you don't, you don't shut the Holy Spirit up because he comes around on out whether you like it or not. And so I'm basting in God's spirit. I'm just totally do not feel anything. I am totally numb. I can't walk. I can't do anything. I'm just like, she got a chair and I sat down and we're basting in God's glory because he's doing something, you know, and I don't know what the world he's doing, but he's resting on me. Don tells us to be quiet. So my friend you came and you were there. She's a witness. She witnessed this happen. Uh, tears were just coming down her face. And I kind of just basted in God. And um, Kimberly reached over to my other ear, this left ear, which I have not been able to hear since I was about 18. I have like 80% deafness in that ear uh, with zero understanding when it's talked to. Like if you speak to my left ear, I could, it just sounds like some Chinese language from afar. I don't understand it. And I am probably like 65% deaf in my right ear. And I, and I have a hearing aid. Now, I don't ask God why he didn't completely heal me because I believe he's still working in me. We don't ask why he heals. We just take it and you just step out in the mystery of that faith that you have. You have to believe that he has a work in you and he's not finished with you and you accept what he's given you, even if he doesn't heal you. I've seen so many people not healed from their afflictions. And it's really sad, you think, but it's not. We're deserving of it. We really are deserving of what he has for us. And so she reaches over and she begins to continue praising God in my left ear. And before... She was headed that way. I thought to myself, she's fixing to speak to my deaf ear. And I'm not going to hear. I was going to say her. And she's over here going, and all of a sudden, her, my, I could hear every solitary word she was saying. And that, therefore, made us just yell. And I didn't realize we were yelling, but Don said that the whole room, all the students, did y'all hear all that? <laughs> I didn't care. I don't know where. I, I mean, God was all over me. I'm like, you're going to do it. Do it. And she was speaking to my ear, and she was actually very humble in her prayer. She was, it was like she was given a gift that she saw that manifest. And I believe that it happened for a reason. And the reason has come to me since it's happened that I believe the first and foremost reason is to show these students coming up. That God does heal. In his time, not your time, he knows what you want already. We know that in our teachings. God knows what you need. He knows when you need it and how you need it. And you just trust that he's going to take care of you because he is with you even 
to the end, like you say, within your gray hair. I don't care if you're in a wheelchair for the rest of your entire life. He's with you. Amen. God deserves some honor for that. Can you still hear me? I can still hear you. There you go. Now, I was talking to Mitch earlier today, by the way, and he said he's been getting in trouble at home because he's been talking to her like she used to not be able to hear. And she said, shh, I can hear you now. So, <laughs> Poor Mitch. He's going through a life change himself now. <laughs> Benita, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. If anybody wants to know more, you can see me after. Um, so God's, God was at work, right? Now, one of the questions the guests asked on the weekend is, is on Sunday, uh, a question is put to the candidates, but I'm going to open it up to all of you here. I'd love to hear from all of you if you're willing to share. But the question is, basically, how has your relationship with Jesus changed because of dynamos? And they write, you know, have to put words around it and write it down and they have the opportunity to share it. So I'm going to put that question to you. And I'd, like I said, love to hear from y'all. Um, how has your relationship with Jesus changed because of Dynamos? We'll get to you in a minute. All right. So before um, Dynamos, I really didn't know what this was. Everybody wanted me to go. And I was like... I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to this. <laughs> what is this? So then, I was, so on the way there, I was thinking, man, God put me in this place. And I was nervous and shy. And when I walked in, everybody started clapping. Yay, Kaigan's here. <laughs> and then now I just can feel God's presence in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Kaigan, I don't want to put you on the spot. But were there any decisions that you made that that played yeah, into that? A lot. Um, I recommitted my life to Jesus. I threw away all those nasty sins, and I'm a new person. Amen. Who else? Christian? We're going to get to Elizabeth in a minute. But team can answer this. How has your life changed? Okay, so I grew up in the church. I mean, I've been with him for a really long time. Um, but so it, I've always just kind of been like surrounded by the church. Um, but Elizabeth, when she was a freshman, she went as a candidate to Dynamos and she loved it. She came home. She's like, I can't wait for you to go. And so I wasn't even asked if I wanted to go. I was handed an application and said, fill this out. <laughs> but um I went. Um, I loved it. It was it was amazing. It was, you can almost feel God's hand just put on your head when you go as a candidate because it's just it's so powerful and you know that He's there. And there's like just a blanket of love that gets put on you and you can't get out and it's just, you're trapped. Um, <laughs> but it 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 made me want to go back as a team member because you do you have a community there and you have people who know what you've been through and know what your experience was like and it's just it's nice to have people who know that just like these people here so
before Dynamos, sometimes when I prayed, I feel like maybe he wasn't there, like God, he wasn't there. And then at Dynamos, you feel he's there, he's listening to you. And after Dynamos, you feel he's still there. Yeah, that's pretty much everything. All right, um, when I went as a candidate back when I was a freshman, I was in the same boat as Kai again and everybody else who, like, you don't want to go, and you're kind of like, all right, I'll just get this over with and be back on my own ways. Um, and then it, like, totally changes your heart when you're there. <laughs> like, you've come as this person, and you leave as a totally different person with new, with new thoughts and, like, a new relationship with God, basically. You feel like you're actually there with him. And... Um, and then it, it kind of, the weekend is gone after a few months, and you feel like you go back to your old ways, and then you go back to Dynamos, and it's like, oh, I remember <laughs> why I loved it so much. Um, so after being on team a bunch of times, like, you just feel like you have a new heart, and, like, you feel like you're actually friends with God, is how I like to put it. Um, and I was the head fetchman, which was the rector's right-hand man, so I was, like, co-in charge of telling everybody what to do. So you'd think I would know, like, what I'm getting myself into and, like, all right, uh, you know, it's just dynamos, I guess. And then I feel like I was impacted more this time than any of my other dynamos because, like, Brooke gave us a talk and some of the words really hit me right in the heart. Like, man, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I still need Jesus even though, you know, I've, I've been on this weekend a bunch of times. It still affects you completely differently every time. And so before, I kind of was lost and didn't really know what a relationship with God looks like. And after being on Dynamos six times, and this is my last time, I feel like I know what to look for and how to walk with God better. Now, at the closing service of Dynamos, the... uh, the community comes in. Elizabeth, as rector, gave a talk. Why don't you come on up? And it was in the context of all of the candidates being able to share how their relationship with Jesus changed. And I asked if Elizabeth would share what she shared. If it's the same thing? No. Okay. What was your life like before Dynamos, and what is it like now? I have always loved this question. It's made me think about who I was in Christ and how he has made me the person I am today. In order to look look back to what my life was like before Dynamos, we have to go back when I walked into Dynamos number 14. I have to tell you, I was so lost. I didn't know what I was doing or where I was going. I didn't trust anyone, and I was hurting. You see, in February of 2013, I moved 300 miles away from the place where I grew up to Jacksonville, which was 10 times bigger than my small Georgia town called Loganville. I remember asking my parents if I could move in with my best friend because I didn't want to leave. I told them I wanted to finish the school year. Just, I wanted to graduate with the people I started first grade with. But obviously, that didn't happen. So I moved. Slowly but surely, I became more angry and more hurt. 
I hated Jacksonville. I hated my parents. I cried myself to sleep night after night, and I felt like I had no one to turn to. As far as I was concerned, God had moved me to Jacksonville and left. He abandoned me. Now, in August of that same year, my mom and I went to Nicaragua with some people from my church. It was there when my mom called me out for being angry at her and my dad and everyone else around me. The mom hit me in between the eyes when she said the person I was really angry with was God. She told me that I needed to reconcile my relationship with him. And she didn't just tell me, she told me. (laughs) She looked at me and said, Elizabeth, you are not angry at me, you're not angry at your father, you're angry at God, so stop it. I couldn't believe she said that. How dare she say I didn't have a good relationship with God? And even if that was true, so what? He's the one who ruined my life. He's the one who took everything that I had ever known away. I had plans, God. You ruined everything. Right? And that's when he spoke to me, as God often does in times like that. He told me he gave me a new beginning. I was no longer the girl who read at the lunch table in middle school or organized during or organized the library during recess in elementary school. I was Elizabeth Bachelor, daughter of the living God. I could be anything I wanted to be, and he was leading me right towards it. After God after that, my anger disappeared and I know God took it away from me. But even though I wasn't angry anymore, I was still hurt. And that December, I was riding home from school uh, with my mom, and she and I had a conversation that went something like this. We're going to this thing called Dynamos in two days. Pack when you get home. Okay, well, what's that, Mom? I can't tell you. Well, what do I pack? Clothes. What if I don't want to go? Too bad you're going. So I was that kid that was forced to go. But Dynamos changed my life in ways that I never knew were possible. So here's my answer to the last part of that question. My life now at my last Dynamos has been drastically changed. I have discovered a community of people that I know will always be there for me. They have raised me up in Christ and caught me when I've fallen. Now, don't get me wrong, my life isn't perfect because of what Dynamos has done for me. I still feel alone and hurt at times, and I struggle with anxiety on a daily basis. But Dynamos has been a place where I can go and submerse myself in a Christ-filled community. It's more than a Christian retreat. It's a gift from God. And I know that's a cliche, but God met me at Dynamos. He has given me exactly what I've needed at every single one. I've been to eight now, and every time he has shown up to me in a different way and met me where I was to heal me where I needed it most. I've loved seeing how God has been working in each of the candidates' lives this weekend. And I know that when they go home, they won't forget how God has loved them and cared for them at this Dynamos number 21.
I don't know that I can follow up with anything after that. Is there anything else that needs to be shared? Hello, hello. Okay. Um, A few years ago, I was looking through my Bible, and I came across the book of Titus. And in the beginning of Titus, something caught my eye. It said, salvation isn't just letting Jesus into your heart. It's letting him live within you. And I think Dynamos teaches you that it doesn't have to stop there. It's you can take what you learned and apply it to your life and go and teach other people about what you learned. And it's just something that stuck with me for the past few years. Amen. Amen. Last thing to wrap us up. I wanted to talk before Elizabeth spoke, but that's okay. Um, what you see here is just a small portion of the students that are involved in Dynamos. Dynamos is a diocesan-wide ministry. We had 30 students on team. And we actually have, a, as, as a part of the, the adult community that runs, the steering committee that runs it, I'm on that, as you know, um, we have a cap of 22 students that we try to keep on team. We, try, we don't want it to be too big, but we don't want it to be too small. But we're sitting there at our core team meeting, and there's 30 applications on the table. And these guys, our core team was Christian and Elizabeth, and then Heather Stevenson, who comes in occasionally. She was our uh, head of worship, and um, the the adult people, the adult advisors that were included in all of that. We were all sitting around in a table, and we're all prayerfully looking at these names on this table, these 30 names, and really felt like that it needed to be a big team. Um, so. We've got Tallahassee, there's Gainesville, there's Jacksonville. Jacksonville's huge. But also understand that this is, you guys know, if you've been to any renewal weekends or anything like that, it really is impactful. But these guys, we're getting them as teenagers. And they're meeting the Lord. And they're experiencing the Holy Spirit because we don't squelch the Holy Spirit. If he comes in and, and, and wants to do something... We allow the Holy Spirit to move, obviously, with Benita. Right, guys? Right, adults, moms and dads that were on the weekend? They get to experience the Holy Spirit. And so what they find is it's real. And, you know, it's not for everybody. We have candidates come and they don't ever come back. But the ones that do, that come, it's a lifelong thing for them. Simone and some of our graduates and Caleb and Rachel, who's been a head of worship. And, you know... um, I don't know. They love each other, and they find these candidates find this love that they've never felt, and they're accepted no matter who they are. I guess that's really what I say. And not only that, I just have to say, Elizabeth, I'm very proud of you as your mother, who kind of forced you into this. That <laughs> <laughs> um, you have you've you've made us very proud, and, and you know, we just love you. Amen. All right, we're about to move into prayer, but I, I want to update one thing that Miss Benita said. While you're not, you're more than our future, okay? In the future, all of this is going to be on your shoulders. 
But God is preparing you for it now. I mean, you are, you're a part of the ministry of this church already. Okay? You know the Lord. You are empowered by the same spirit that these folks are. And don't let anyone look down on you because of your age. But set an example for all the believers. Okay? Do that. I'm calling you to keep on doing it. Don't just do it on a dynamos weekend. That's a recharge for your batteries. But this is a world that needs you. And this is a church that's going to welcome you and encourage you and empower you to keep on doing what you did at dynamos all the time. Agreed? Thank you all for being here. Yes. Is it, yeah, it is. Um, just one more example of what God did for the weekend. Um, Mom said that we had 30 teenage team members on the weekend. And that was, then we had moms and dads and our God squad. Um, but we only had 12 candidates. We had double the amount of team members than we had candidates. And going into the weekend, I was disappointed. I was scared about what this weekend was going to do to these candidates when they walk into the room and they see 20 people staring at them and clapping and yelling, saying, yay, we're glad you're here. But as the weekend went on, the candidates have the opportunity to share like what they got out of a talk or what God is doing. And um, there was a theme of loneliness or abandonment or feeling unloved in the candidates. And I think the reason that we had so many team members compared to these candidates was because God knew that that was going to be a theme. And God made teams so much bigger than our group of candidates to show these kids that we love them, that they're loved, that they're loved by God. And that was one of the most impactful things for me on the weekend, that God knew exactly what was going to happen with these candidates and how it worked out, that he just gave these candidates more love than they could ever imagine. Elizabeth, do you remember the the theme verse for the weekend? Isaiah 46, 4, the New Living Translation. Uh, can you say it? I don't know the last part. I, I, get the last I, bet, I bet we'll get it together. Okay. Go ahead. I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I have made you and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. That was our theme verse for the weekend. Amen. Amen. Y'all, thank you for being here and sharing. And uh, God bless you. Keep on doing it. Amen? Amen. Now, if you, if something in that touched you and you want prayer over it, specifically over the thing that touched you, you have two opportunities. Number one is at, at communion. Come up and get communion. Go over here to the side. There are prayer ministers that are trained. You know, they'll be glad to pray with you over that. Number two, and I think I can volunteer you guys, these guys would be happy to pray for you. Just catch them after they take communion or catch them before they go home, and they'll be glad to pray for you 
over whatever it is. Amen? Is that good? Can, can we say that? Yes, we can say that. Agreed. Amen. We're going to move on in our service. All those who would...